Happy New Year and welcome to Pink Noise, your source for new music and the stories behind it in the words of the artists themselves. Today we're going to hear from Lowland Hum. Daniel and Lauren Goins happen to share the same adopted hometown as me, Charlottesville, Virginia. But I learned from talking to them that their second home is the open road. They have spent most of the past two years crisscrossing the United States and Europe and still found time to release three records. They told me about how they are able to maintain and nourish their creative selves while living a lifestyle that can be exhausting and disorienting. They strike me as being especially good at balancing the processes of creativity on one hand and refinement on the other, which require separate mindsets and can conflict with each other. I admire their ability to hold open space for both, even as they lack the consistency of physical space while they take their show on the road. As a songwriting duo and a married couple, I suppose they bring a sense of home everywhere they go, and their songs and live performances invite us into that space. Daniel and we're a band called Lowland Hum. Yeah, so this new record, it did come together relatively quickly, but we did a long tour in the beginning of this year and then basically spent from after that tour all the way into when we moved working on the record. So from a time perspective, I think we spent more time on this record than we have on some others. We were still recovering from the last year's travels, it felt like. I mean, we were kind of pretty wiped out. So at first, I felt like it took a while for me to get my brain back in the space of creating and translating thoughts into lyrics and melodies and stuff. But I feel like the about maybe like second weekend, I felt like we really had a rhythm going where the creative process was really peaceful and exciting and we would like work you know pass the songs back and forth and then at the end of the day we'd make like a little voice memo of kind of the completed song if we'd completed it and I remember a couple walks we'd take afterward where we just listen to the voice memo over and over and be like ah I'm so excited about this do you remember that yeah we're like, like we just take a walk down like just walk all around, walk all town. around downtown we're just like holding the phone and we're like up to our ears <laughs> oh we're like oh I could hear this happen you know we start like dreaming of it was an of, exciting uh, time yeah we start dreaming of the arrangements and once the song gets momentum, then it's like, it's so exciting. You're hearing it kind of turn into a song. And so then like, we would work much longer hours toward the end. Mm-hmm. And especially when we're like, this song is so close. We're like, yes, it's eight o'clock. Yes, we didn't really eat today, but it's so close. I can feel it. It was a more fun record to make.
we didn't intend to finish the record as fast as we did, but we made our Christmas record in the warehouse where we lived. And so we knew how it sounded in that room. And we also realized that we needed to move out of there because it was getting too expensive. So that just became the The deadline deadline for the record. It was like, well, you're moving out in the summer. And once we had written the songs, we were like, maybe we could record it in here. If we just start right now, we're like, okay, we'll turn on the gear and let's go. from that two months that we were in Europe and it was like Austria too much coffee blah, blah, blah. you know whatever like <laughs> those are the names or of like the you know uh, one that's just called St. Galen in a bathtub or something we would go through these hundreds of voice memos of guitar parts like I just screw around all the time and we're getting ready and then sometimes Lauren will be like that like that's one we should like what is that like, oh I don't know I'm just doing it right now okay record it on your phone yeah, we would just like kind of divvy up the voice memos that we felt like were worth exploring further. And if one of us kind of felt something from one or the other of them, they would take that one. Um, and we'd work with it until we had something to share. And I've been doing this thing where I make up songs live, like on the spot. I think yeah, I was doing that in Europe some. But anyway, I do that at every show now, pretty much. If a song come, if an idea comes to me, I just, I just kind of like start trying to sing my thoughts, and it's successful to different degrees. Sometimes not at all, but I try to, I just try to articulate what whatever the memory is or something, you know. And so one of the songs on the new record is just that: hung out with somebody, came home, sang something straight out from beginning to end, and then Lauren was like, "I think that was an actual song, not just like a." an extemporaneous expression. Sometimes when Daniel's feeling things, he'll just like sit down and sing a little song and make like make up a little song to kind of... Or a regular size song. Yeah, sometimes a regular size song. Uh, but, just processing things. And sometimes I'll just like turn on my phone and record it just in case. So Lauren's like, I think we should try to put that on the record. So there, there's some more extemporaneous writing on this one. I think just influenced by all the doing that all the time live, that that muscle is more exercised.
sometimes it's really silly what happens. It's not always like, oh, I shared some personal thing. It's like sometimes it's like profound. something is like zany about it. <laughs> like something like in, in Atlanta, this one time we, I started do, making up this song. It's like, I just painted a scene. I don't really know why. I just was like singing about being in the woods. And then the crowd immediately when I started playing this little riff, started clapping along really loud. I was like, that's never happened. This is weird. And then they started yelling out details. So they're like, there's a bear there. And I was like, so then I like started working the details in and it became this like choose your own ending thing. It was really bizarre. And like by the end, the crowd was like worked into a frenzy. And we that never happens at our shows. And we were and we were on tour with this band. And so they were like in the green room and they heard the crowd like just like going crazy. And so like they all come upstairs and they're like, what is are everything doing? okay? And What's like, going on? Lauren and I are kind of laughing because it's turned into this whole thing where the crowd's kind of writing this song, but like through me. And then it ended with me yelling, it's a bear revolution. And then like the crowd just erupted in this, <laughs> like the loudest cheer we've ever gotten. Cause it wasn't really for us. It was like for what happened. What everyone had made so together. The, band, maybe? the other band that we're opening for was like, they were like, yeah, like kind of cheering from the side. Cause they're like, what is this? Like that was not a song. Like, I don't know what happened. And, so that, that was like a really special night where I felt like it had very little to do with me or Lauren. It was just like a kind of hopeful experience that we all had, that somehow we all got on the same track. Even though it was like a silly track. Yeah, it it doesn't totally matter that silly. it wasn't profound. Somehow like everyone participating together, just it felt so amazing. I really, I really love that Daniel does these songs. And it's always like, I mean, it always is 100% made up on the spot. And so I'm... Sometimes I can tell when he's like backed himself into a corner and he doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, oh gosh, what's going to happen? <laughs> but also, I mean, like so many times it's, I mean, you were saying it's often not very profound, but even if it, even if what you're saying is spoken plainly, it, it, it touches something differently. Uh, and I don't know, there have definitely been times where I've gotten like choked up just hearing what Daniel's singing off the top of his head to a room full of people. So it's a beautiful thing. I think a lot of times we're just trying to figure out some way to create in an ongoing way while still trying to grow as people at the same time. I do think it's like what I'm made to do. It's like the, I, ever since I was like 12 years old, it's like the only thing I really thought about doing. And it, not necessarily that I need to make my money from it or anything. Like if, if we needed to work a different thing, that would be fine. But I just think it's part of who I am. So I think a lot of what we think about and are trying to do is understand, can you make music in a long-term way that is life-giving and not corrosive. I mean, I think you can make it, I don't know, and tour. It's like the, yeah, the tour the is- the whole thing. The, you can, can you do, do it all and not thing? just burn out. Yeah, yeah. The more exhausted you get, it's like you kind of stretch so thin, you're like, I hope I just get to the show and play it. <laughs> and then it's like, wait, that's not what I want to do. That's not how I want to do this, you know? Uh, and then you can lose some gratitude in that in those kind of head spaces and you can kind of feel you know their bitterness can creep in or comparison or all the all these things that are just not healthy 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, there are heavy themes on the record, but I think the process of arranging and recording, I think we were trying stuff and experimenting, and we had t- we toured so much in 2017. I think we were on the road like 11 months. I mean, it was it was pretty crazy, maybe Much. 10. Um, but I think all that singing, it seemed like our ideas, the ideas we had were closer to our mouths or something. Like as soon as we had an idea, we could kind of sing it or like communicate it to the other person and then they'd be like, oh, that, I like that. It's like, and, and I think before we'd, ha- we'd have to like try a bunch of stuff to find it. But it's like we had, I guess like performed so much together or I, I thought that might have something to do with why it was mm. more fun, but. It didn't feel pressured in any way and I don't know what made it feel that way exactly, but it felt so much lighter and so much more fun to make. Lowland Hum's new album, Glyphonic, will be out on February 22nd, and they'll be hitting the road to support the release. You can find their music and tour dates at lowlandhum.com. In this episode, you heard Salzburg Summer and Raise the Ring from the forthcoming album Glyphonic, and Palm Lines from their 2017 album Thin. Thanks to Lowland Hum for sharing their music, and thank you for listening to Pink Noise. Stay tuned for more episodes.